We acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on the unceded, ancestral, and occupied traditional territory of the Anishinaabe Nation, the people of the three fires known as Ojibwe, Odawa, and Potawatomi Nations. And further, we give thanks to the Chippewa of Saugeen and the Chippewa of Nawash, now known as the Saugeen Ojibwe Nation, who are the traditional keepers of this land. In some parts of Canada, treaties were signed with First Nations that gave incoming settlers rights to much of the land, while in other areas, few or no treaties were signed. Unceded land was never given or legally signed away to Britain or Canada. Instead, it was stolen and continues to be occupied and governed by settlers today. As we live, work, surf and play, we say mahalo to the Métis, Inuit and Indigenous peoples of Turtle Island and from around the world who have stewarded these lands and sacred surf spots for thousands of years. We recognize their amazing resistance, resilience, and strength in the face of ongoing oppression, dispossession, colonial violence, and injustice. In particular, we wish for justice to be brought for the murdered and missing Indigenous women and girls from across our country. We believe that for true healing and harmony to occur, we must reflect and make serious changes while working together as we move forward in truth and reconciliation. We can be better, we can do better. Welcome to Permastoked. I'm your host, Derek Hyatt. In this podcast, we talk to your favorite surfers and stand-up paddleboarders from across the Great Lakes, Canada, the U.S., and beyond. We take a peek into their lives and find out what it means to be stoked. Is it a natural state of euphoria, elation, a relentless commitment? I also talk to other Permastoked individuals with ties to surf culture, such as artists, entrepreneurs, filmmakers, musicians, philanthropists, yogis, and much more. Join us each Monday in learning from these field experts and enthusiasts while being inspired by their undying passion, insights, and rad tales. Permastoked is brought to you by Freshwater Surf Goods, your surf brand devoted to spreading the stoke across the unsalted seas and cultivating pride amongst the surf community. We do this by providing products and apparel that celebrate the awesomeness of both Great Lakes and Canadian surf culture. Stand out in the tribe by rocking our gear. Visit freshwatersurfgoods.com today. Or look for our products in a surf shop near you, such as Surf Sup Eco Shop in Concarden and Goderich, where you can also find me, Derek Hyatt, teaching surf, sup, and yoga. Would you like to try the fastest growing sport in North America? Right on, because Freshwater Surf Goods has its own stand-up paddleboard school. We offer basic and advanced flatwater courses, SUP surfing and surfing lessons in groups and both private and semi-private, along with tours, custom experiences, and SUP yoga in and around Owen Sound, Grey Bruce, and other parts of Southwestern Ontario. Have fun as you take your skills from, okay, to killer with a Paddle Canada certified instructor. If you'd rather stay dry, check out our Great Vibes Yoga Meditation and Healing Program. Aloha is a life force energy of loving and living in harmony with all my relations. 
Through movement, mantra, meditation, and breath, our classes reveal to seekers how to connect with their true self so they may spread great vibrations in the spirit of aloha throughout the global consciousness. We use powerful yogic technologies and the Hawaiian art of Ho'oponopono to calm the nervous system and leave you feeling uplifted and in harmony with mind, body, and spirit. Enjoy community and a chill atmosphere filled with great vibes and sacred ancient teachings delivered with humor and integrity. Hey Freshies, what's better than stories of Superman and Batman fighting their arch enemies? Try stories of them teaming up to conquer the bad guys together. In this spectacular episode, I team up and keep it weird with fellow podcaster and surfer Taylor Morozova of the Weird Waves podcast. We talk about podcasting, Taylor's surfing origins, her husband, her biggest oh shit moment on the waves, the weirdest wave she's ever rode, and what's next for her. This episode was recorded on August 6, 2020 and features explicit language. It gets weird in here. Listener discretion is advised. Taylor, welcome to the Permastoked podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm stoked to uh, combine forces. Yeah, exactly. So we're not on weird waves right now. We're on Permastoke. How does that feel to be on the other side? You know what? It's really good. And um, this is my, um, I think this is my third podcast or like interview it's my second podcast, but my third like interview since doing the podcast. And I think it's cool because it's always, it's like, a, um, I don't know. I feel like we can learn so much from each other and everybody has a different style. So I feel like it's really good for my interview skills to be on the other end. But it is weird because you like, you know, you always wonder like what's going through my guest's head when they're talking to me. And, you know, now I, I get to be you know, in that mindset. So, (laughs) yeah. And, you know, I always feel like, does my guests really want to be here? Like what's in it for them? Like, do they care about this as much as I do? But being on the other end last night, it was like, you know, I feel like in our society, we've been sort of programmed to think that talking about yourself too much is bad. So we, you know, we don't do it as much, but it was nice to just, let it loose and it honestly I feel like it brought up stuff about me that I didn't even know really until I said it it, to express it yeah I totally agree and I think it's interesting because what I've learned is like people love to talk about themselves like actually Mm -hmm. it's like scientifically proven like it might be that you talk like you're not supposed to talk about yourself but we do actually love um talking about ourselves just like we like hearing our own name right so um, you know, if I, the best way to greet you is, you know, say your name, Derek, and just keep saying like, thank you, Derek, whatever. It puts you at ease because you know what your name is and you know that I'm acknowledging who you are for your name. It's the same. I think when, when we talk about our stories, because, you know, when do you get to sit down for an hour and talk about only yourself? It's pretty cool. 
Yeah, it is fun. Yeah, you're usually <laughs> talking about current events or what's been happening lately. Yeah. Um, but to sort of go over your origin story, it's kind of neat. Yeah, it is. It is. And I think, you know, just those little blips in life that people didn't even realize um, were interesting for other people. And even even myself, when I talk about my life or things that I've done, you know, the things that stick with people are not usually the things that, you know, you think are cool. It's, it's like uh, what other people think about your life. It's very cool. I, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So what has that response been like for you? Um, you know, through putting yourself out there through the podcast, have you had people, you know, reach out to you saying, oh, I can identify with this or that, or thank you for talking about this or. Yeah, well, I think um, what's been interesting is having the, I think the lake surfing community, but also the river surfing community um, has been exponentially supportive of what we've been doing and just saying like yeah I hear this um I think the episode number four which it's it kind of got lost because it was at the beginning but it's a very good episode it's with Robin Lanai and um I think women that listen to that uh podcast it's just so relatable it's just everything about women and surfing that you like shouldn't talk about but you joke about like when you're on your period or if your boob slips out when you're surfing and just all these ridiculous things that are like 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 that's a woman problem but it's hilarious to joke and laugh about that and you know that I got a lot of comments on that um episode and uh I think the John John or not John John um, the John Wayne Freeman we got a lot of response from that um, because he's so relatable I think um, and he's like there's there's everything good about a forty something year old man who's able to to find his dreams at that age because I think that we don't hear that story very much you know it's it's very much like a 18 year old star on Instagram gets famous overnight. It's not this like guy who's put in the work and is getting what he deserves. Like that's a, just a great story. So we got a lot of following from, from that episode. Um, But, but yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I have, I've listened to quite a few, but I have the entire um, library downloaded and that John Wayne Freeman is one I've been meaning. I really want to listen to that one. Yeah, that's a super good one. And I, if I can recommend watching the like actual YouTube video version, it's okay. just so it's, it's really funny. And the facial expressions and the, the just interruptions, it's just like, it's so, he's just so funny. He's so funny. And it's just really like, it's just a great, it's one of my absolute faves. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So yeah, the weird waves podcast. I like how you chose that name. Because you are, you know, your origin is a Great Lakes surfer, but you really left it open there. I take it that was on purpose? Yeah, that was on purpose because um, I didn't want to just talk to surfers. I wanted to talk to kind of all different people that are involved in water sports. Mm. I think on the lake, especially where I lived in Indiana, there's way more of a kite surfing community there than there is a surf community. And, um, so I, I wanted to kind of leave that door open for just whatever. And I mean, I guess wave can be whatever you 
want it to be. It can be an actual wave. It could be a sound wave, which I've got a, a guy that I'm going to have on who doesn't surf, wants to surf, but is just a, he found our podcast through this giant decal that my husband has on the back of his car. It literally <laughs> just says at Weird Waves Podcast. And we've had people tag us in it, like seeing us on the highway with all the boards oh, and like waving yeah. to us, which is cool. But he makes these like weird, super weird sound instruments, like musical instruments that are just like, you can't even imagine what they make. And he names them. And I'm like, dude, we have to talk to you because if you're weird, you're weird, right? So I just feel like, you know, every once in a while, I like to throw a guest out there that might not be um, a typical, like, not a typical surfer, but might not surf or whatever, but that I think my audience would enjoy or that I enjoy talking to. So, um, yeah, yeah, I like that part too. There's so much from this culture or the interest of the people from this culture that you can tap into. So that episode will be really easy to name, like weird sound waves. Done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We don't actually, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, is um, we don't actually name any of the episodes. We just title them um, the, the name of the person. So I, and I also like for us, we just keep it really simple. We give like a little three part blurb about whatever we talk about and that's kind of it. And then I've kind of changed it up with the YouTube um description just saying like who this person is that we're talking to not what we talk about because I think um you know people might find people find people interesting and it's hard to break a conversation down to you know these you know it's like an hour two hours sometimes podcast it's hard to break it down into the small bits so yeah so anybody listening who wants to start a podcast I highly recommend you do because it's amazing but, and I think you'll agree with me, don't underestimate the work. It's not yeah. simply recording it and it's over. There's so much yeah. post-editing. Do you take out the, the pauses? Nope. nope. No? Okay. No, I don't do any. Um, so for the most part, we do start to finish. Like I'll crop out maybe the awkward mic grabs beginning or whatever and then I'll add at the end um but um yeah that you know I say um a lot or sometimes I might be in the more like a valley girl and I'll say like a lot and that's definitely in I think I had one episode where I couldn't stop saying awesome for some reason and then when I listen to the episode (laughs) I'm like oh my god can't you pick another word than awesome but that's real that's real life. It's, 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 it happens like that. And um, yeah, so I think mostly it's just adjusting. And it's really only you who notices that, by the way. Yeah, I'm sure I, that's, that my husband said that too, you know, I, I think because I care about what I'm doing, I'm, I'm hypercritical of myself and I just, it means so much to me, the project. So I, I want it to be the best it can be. So, but sometimes that's hard because sometimes everything they say is awesome. It's like, you know, and I'm going to just say that it's awesome. So, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. but I, I think the hardest, the biggest uh, struggle for us in the beginning was definitely editing. Now we're kind of in our groove. 
Andre does the editing because we just had no freaking idea what we were doing at all. No idea. Like at all. No way. Like in the beginning, we started recording through the anchor app like our first couple of episodes were like someone would call me and then i would record on their phone the it was just horrible but yeah the first the, few like there's some oh, in and that's choppy oh definitely and, yeah. because we were recording like through the phone like literally like this. yeah okay you know so, so it works folks but it's not as great as having a mic yeah no, but it's the content, you know, that, that was the thing is that people found the content um, really good. And I think, you know, that was one one disappointment. And then the other, uh, well, not disappointment, but learning experience and less for me and definitely more for my very patient husband who, you know, d- decided that that's what he wanted to figure out, which is awesome. Um, uh, yeah. But uh yeah it was super frustrating because we were watching all these tutorials what's best what do we do we had this amazing episode 13 uh with antonio from surf the greats in person and i felt like it was so it was the best interview i'd ever done up until that point i just felt like it was so good because it was in person it was just awesome and his story is so incredible um only one remind only one recorded so the whole episode is recording my voice and the echo of his voice. And, oh, and let man. me tell you, we um, we went to a bunch of different professional sound editors. I tried, I have a friend that does like mixing for like huge name bands. I sent it to him and he was just finally like, no one is gonna be able to save this. And of course, Antonio was like, ah, it's re-recorded, it's no big deal. But for yeah. me, I just, you know what I'm talking about because it just feels like such a special moment and for it to be recorded it's like oh gosh so yeah it's now it's a little bit more uh we have our our vibe going and we have what works for us so there's less work involved but it was definitely a big 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 learning curve yeah (laughs) that episode with antonio leonard i remember hearing you make mention of that um but you would know it that interview was solid and he didn't sound like bored to be telling the story twice like did you basically retread the entire interview or was it no it was different it was totally different but it was just as good i mean a similar thing happened with like surfer dan which was episode two um which is also a really special episode because he's a great friend of ours and a great friend of the show. And um, we always talk about doing a point, a, a part two, because in that we, the first one we recorded, he was like a little more stoked. And the second one we recorded, he was a little more like cynical. And so he was like, I, I really feel like my, you know, I was just too cynical and I want to redo it. And, you know, I, I want people to feel good about the things that they say um so I definitely want to have him back on and also we spent a whole weekend we drove all the way up north and stayed with him and his dogs and had the best time ever up in um Marquette Michigan the UP yeah and um so you know that's it happens I don't know it's so did you stay in did you stay in that little trailer of his or 
Yeah, well, we actually have a surf uh, van, or we did at the time. We we have since sold it, um, but we had a van with like beds in the back. So we just drove all the way up there and then parked in his uh, garage. But he has like a couple. Um, his area is pretty cool. It's like it's off the beaten path. It's totally his own sanctuary. It was super fun. We took a bunch of local kids surfing and, you know, dropped off some boards that like we, we wouldn't use and, and wetsuits and stuff like that. So yeah, he showed us a man. It's, it's like another, it's like another world up there. Like seriously, Mm. it's, it's very untouched and pure and you just when you're walking around up there it just feels really special and everybody knows surfer dan so that was cool when you're like riding with him and he knows everybody and it's just it was a it was sick it was totally sick yeah so i had no idea until recently that you know this upper peninsula of michigan isn't Mm -hmm. even connected to the sort of true Michigan. I don't know what's up with the U.S. and yeah. you guys with your floating states, you know, right. like Alaska, know. Alaska. Upper Peninsula. Yeah, I don't know about that either, but it's, it is very, um, it's very upper and lower. You can tell the difference as soon as you cross over the bridge. Um, if you talk about, you know, like in our episode, which I hope people listen to, we talk about kind of um, your experience with the Aboriginal or Native people of Canada, and when you go to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, you definitely get that feeling of the um, the Native spirit that's there. It's very powerful. I think if you're in tune with that type of stuff, you can feel that. There's lots of um, Native people working and around, and um, that you can meet that you might not see unless you know southern part of michigan i guess um and the reservations are beautiful and i mean when we were there it was just a very like you kind of feel that energy there it's just kind of a different feeling than you get in um the southern part of michigan so you're putting that on my uh, travel plans oh absolutely yeah it's i highly recommend going up there it's uh, it's very special I kind of imagine it's similar in landscape to that section of Ontario that's just right across the lake from there. Is it? Um, is there like moose and black bear there and stuff? I, I think so, but I don't actually know. Okay. I'm sure there's bears because there's bears in Traverse City, which is like I'll do the whatever. So Detroit, this way, no, because I'm on the camera. Okay, so if Detroit is like over here, right? Yeah. Traverse City is like up here. Okay. Okay, so if Traverse City, no, wait, it's on this side. I got my map <laughs> mixed up. It's on this side. No, Traverse City is here, and I know that they have bears. And then okay. the Mackinac Bridge is like up here. So I feel like the the bears come from the north down. So yeah, more than I'm likely. sure there's bears. Yeah. Right on. Right on. So the Weird Waves podcast. So okay, take us back. Take us back, way back. How in the hell? This is the best question, you know. Like, okay. how did you, some person from Michigan City, Indiana, ever put her feet on a surfboard for the first oh. time? Okay, well, it's a good story. Um, 
So I, when I was 19, I had what I guess we can call a quarter life crisis or whatever you want to say, crisis of self. Broke up with my long-term boyfriend, got academically suspended from school, was probably 60 to 70 pounds overweight, just in a really weird spot. And I had this lady that I knew for a really long time. I was working at CVS and she came up to my counter and told me that I looked like shit. And she said, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I actually don't know. Right. And she said, my daughter is teaching abroad in China. I feel like that would be something that you would be good at. And so on my break at CBS in the back room, I Googled like teach abroad or something. And the first thing that came up was be a nanny in New Zealand. So it was an ad and I filled out the form. I would say two weeks later, I had an interview with a family and I just took the first family. Don't recommend doing that. I do not recommend doing that, but that's what I did. And so I sold everything. I moved to New Zealand um, and I became a nanny. And after two months of living in New Zealand, so like the nanny company that I was partnered with, they had different excursions or whatever. And, um, oh, actually, you know what? I did this on the last podcast. I forgot. So no, the first time I went to the ocean was for a protest. One of the nannies that I met through the company was like, they're there's some like big oil drilling boat. Of course, it was American company. I think it's Adirondacks, and um, they're trying to tap into this place called Raglan, like outside, outside on the coast. And I think people were paddling out to like the oil tanker and all this stuff. I didn't know about that, but just my friend was like, "Do you want to go to a protest?" I was like, "Sure." I just remember going to Nui Beach where the protest was. And just seeing all these people and I had this little like garbage camera. I was filming everybody and I was just in the ocean for like probably three hours straight. I just couldn't believe like not surfing, but just swimming. I couldn't believe the size of and the of like what I was seeing. Like you just couldn't see the other side. It's at the bottom of these like giant cliffs. It's just it's pure paradise. And so Everybody kept checking on me. Taylor, are you okay? And I was like, I am good. I am so good. I'm just chilling out here, body surfing, whatever. I didn't even know that I was body surfing, but I was just by my, I was in my own like world out there. Yeah. So I got the, another um, invitation to go to Raglan. Another nanny was like, oh, we're going to do this surf lesson in Raglan. I'm like, cool. Sounds good. So we did a surf lesson. I was horrible horrible absolutely terrible but I was obsessed with it and um I rented all the other nannies were exhausted I didn't stand up and I just said like how much is it for another day like to rent for the rest of the day and the guy who's still my friend his name is Miles Ratima he said um I'll just give it to you I'm like why and he's like because I can tell that you're just stoked I'm like, yeah, I'm stoked. And he's like, just don't steal it. I'm like, I won't steal it, right? So I was out there for a long time. And then, um, yeah, I I lived like 45 minutes away from the ocean at that time. And I saved up all my money and got a board and would just go every weekend because I had the worst job ever. 
but I didn't care. And every weekend I would just go to Raglan. I would either sleep in the backpackers if I had enough money or I would sleep in my car and I would just surf. And I was awful because I was fat and unhealthy and eating like garbage and whatever. So I ended up getting a job in Raglan, the dream, the absolute freaking dream. A nanny working two full days a week and then one weekend a month. So I could wake up in the morning and surf before my shift if I wanted to, or I could surf in the evening. And the dad was on track and like in his prime to be a pro surfer. So he had all these boards. They gave me a wetsuit. They gave me just all this stuff. And I just got hooked up. Yeah, it was amazing. And I lived there for three years. It was incredible. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that that was hard to leave. Oh, yeah. Well, that's another story. The kids grow like kids must have grown up or something. No, 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 no. They they wanted me to stay um, the family because they they had uh, two sets of twins. So it was four kids. And the youngest set was like basically only one and a half more years until they even didn't really need an nanny anymore. And um, we were planning on just like I was just so in in love with this family just an amazing family and really took care of me and took care of their kids and were really good people and I felt really invested in like helping them to raise these kids for another year and a half and um, unfortunately um, New Zealand has a very strict immigration um, system for extending your time there it's a point points-based immigration system and, you know, they, I kind of got away with it for my first um, extension of my visa, I guess. So then I tried to go the business route, which I did have a business in, along with my nannying. I was fixing wetsuits and kite surfing sales and like doing industrial sewing. And a uh, shop that I had was like above this kite boarding shop and surf shop so I was like in the mecca and everybody tried to help me everyone like how can we get Taylor to come home was basically what happened so I didn't I my visa got denied and then all of the money that I had saved up went to my lawyer trying to stay in New Zealand and it just didn't work out and sometimes yeah sometimes you just have to call it you know it was really a weird um situation and I learned I would say as much about myself in the six months after leaving New Zealand as I did in the three years that I was in New Zealand because um, I had been molded into this specific type of person and then to take that person and put them in the middle of Michigan living back with her parents not a business owner, not in school, you know, it was a very strange time. But I also found this other outlet, which was very cool. I had a mentor who was this 80-year-old guy with half of a foot and no teeth who worked on uh, classic cars. And because of my sewing background, I was doing this industrial sewing for him. And... um I loved that job and that was kind of what kept me sane. And then I, my boss from New Zealand 
told me about surfing in Michigan because his family owns blueberry farms in Michigan. And I was like, you cannot surf in Michigan. What are you talking about? And he's like, <laughs> you can. So I looked it up. And when this, been, this 2016. Yeah. May. Yeah. May, 2016. So I Googled it as you do. And I was like, this is actually a thing. So I called the surf shop and I was going to get a board and I saw that they were hiring and I was like, Oh, so I called them. And now this is Ryan Gerard shop, third coast surf shop in New Buffalo, Michigan. If you ask Dee Dee about this story, which she's told me, she said that it was like an angel had fallen down from the heavens because they didn't have anybody who to work and they also didn't have anybody to teach surf lessons. And I called and was like, hi, I used to work in New Zealand and I lived there for three years and I used to surf there and I need a job. And I had this interview and they like hired me on the spot. So I moved um, and I was only going to stay in this, in that area for um, like the summer and then go to Australia. I was planning on restarting my business in Australia. I had lots of friends in like Byron Bay in that area which is very much like Raglan. And then I met my husband and we're, we stayed. Yeah. And it ended up being just a crazy, I mean, you think that you know what you're going to do with your life and then you don't, you have no idea. So um, yeah, I met Andre and everything changed for me. It was really crazy, but really fun. It's been great so far. <laughs> we're going to explore that. But I yeah. Back, yeah, I just want to go back yeah. for a second because you said this abbreviation as if I was supposed to know what it is. And I'm thinking oh. it must be an American company. Oh. What, what is CVS? Oh, sorry. Okay. CVS is, it's like a pharmacy. I don't oh, know what yeah. it stands for, but it's a, like a Walgreens. If you know gotcha. what a Walgreens is. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. So it's a and very meaning like a very average job. Yeah. 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 The other thing I find interesting is that here you are an American citizen trying to stay in New Zealand and um, <laughs> Australia. And what I find interesting about that is that I'm Canadian. And for us, I actually think that you can staying get two years. In, I was going to say, I, I've never tried, but I would imagine it might be easier as a Canadian because we're part of the Commonwealth, and so are, are they. But if I were American, I mean, where I'd be in a second, Hawaii. Like that's Everybody the says that. Yeah, yeah, like as a Canadian, I, like, I'm so jealous. We do not have a tropical state that we can go to. I remember hearing at one time, like, Canada was in talks of like buying Bermuda or at least like having some kind of travel and currency agreement that we could go there. But no, I mean, Hawaii. So what are your thoughts about that? Well, I think that Hawaii is a, I haven't been to Hawaii. I'll preface it with this. I, I haven't been to Hawaii. And um, I, never really had an urge to go and live there. I know a lot of people that are living there. Um, I think it's very expensive 
Mm. First of all, and I also think that there are a lot of issues with um, everybody trying to go there, yeah. you know? So um, I think that there's a lot of issues with the um, Hawaiian culture and the people that are not either born there or like, you know, come from the mainland, like mainlanders and the, 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 either Howley, the Howleys, I think, or yeah, yeah. I think there's some issues there is what, what I've heard and different people that I've met traveling, um, you know, native Hawaiians and, um, not native Hawaiians. I, I think it's just complicated, but I think between yeah. that and everybody says California and, I just don't want to live in California at all. I was there. I was in September there in September and um, there's too many rules there for me. You know, I just was really surprised by the amount of like no skateboarding, no this, no, 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 no. I was really shocked. Yeah. In Indiana, I could do whatever the hell I wanted to do until someone told me no, you know, and I was really surprised by that and not to like, if you live in California and you love it, that's awesome. If you live in Hawaii and you love it, that's great. But I just, it didn't seem like anything that I really wanted to do. And like, I'm not a, a epic surfer by any stretch of the imagination. You know, if I was to go back to Raglan now, I could definitely take advantage of the waves better than I ever could when I was there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, it, it, well, it wasn't. Fair. I just was curious. Yeah. Not everyone has to want to go there yeah. I just, as a surfer i would think oh maybe yeah. she has hawaii in her mind but that's fair yeah i think it's it's not i guess that's why i already have an answer you know because it's something that people have asked me a lot especially even more california than they have hawaii um but yeah. i don't know just never never was on my list <laughs> So, so Andre, what was it about meeting this guy that was more powerful than catching waves that kept you in Indiana? Yeah. So with Andre, it's very, it's really funny because I think that sometimes you meet people when you're like not trying to meet people. Mm, You know, that's usually the best time. Yeah. Yeah. When you're fully not looking to meet anybody um I was just really I I had kind of dated a little bit and then was basically like this is pointless I'm moving I'm not gonna like try to do anything because I'm leaving I'm not staying here and um I was feeling very alienated from other like Americans I was feeling very lonely because my lived experience didn't match with the lived experience of the people my age but then people that I were meeting that were older than me also kind of didn't understand my experience so I was feeling very like alone and it's hard for someone like me I mean it's hard for anybody but I'm definitely an extrovert like I like to meet people and talk to people and share ideas and thoughts and I just wasn't I was just, there was a missing link there for sure. And then, you know, I meet Andre, whose life in some ways for traveling kind of mimics mine. So Andre is Ukrainian. 
um, but lives in the or lived in the country of Belarus, which is right next to Ukraine, mm-hmm. and left the country 19, tried to stay, kind of like very similar type of thing. And he was just so smart. And I could just talk to him about these things that he had seen the same things that I had seen while traveling. And he had seen the world in a similar way. Or, and I'm a very big personality. I'm very opinionated. I, whatever I believe is what I believe. And for a lot of people, I think it's hard to say like, no, that's not right. And he will. And that's, uh, for me, very interesting. Someone who will say, like, actually, no, blah, blah, blah. This is what I think about that, and I don't agree with you. And I like that, and I respect that. So, yeah, it was just a weird, like, thing, and we met, and we were married, like, six months later. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Ooh. I know. It's it's super crazy, and, at, like, not everybody, but a few people were like, oh, is it a green card marriage and like all this stuff? And it's not, but it is, it definitely, I could see how people would think that. I mean, we've been married for almost four years now and um, I love him. I definitely like, I always joke that when I was dating before, like everybody thinks that they want to date a surfer girl. Like they think that if they don't surf or they think they want to date a surfer guy because they're like so wild and adventurous. And then that ends up being the exact reason why they fight because you're so wild and adventurous, you know? And that was a huge, uh, not issue, but that was definitely a reason why prior relationships never really worked out. And with Andre, he was like, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's do this. Let's let's go to fricking see Surfer Dan up north or let's drive across and see Larry in Canada or go whatever. And like, that's the type of person that I want to be with and I don't get sick of. So we don't, so far, haven't gotten sick of each other, which is great. Amazing. great <laughs> yeah. So have the people who might have thought it was malintent, have they come around now after seeing how strong you guys are together and Yeah, well, I think, you know, it's not like anybody thought, if, you know, if you know me, you know that I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Like, no one's ever going to tell me not to do something. And actually, um, we're both not surprised, but definitely happy that both of our families accepted everything with with just being stoked about it. And it was really fun. Um, You know, I did have so, you know, one cousin that was like drunkenly like, I didn't realize that you actually loved him. And now that I see you guys <laughs> together, I realize you actually love him. And I'm like, yeah, like he's my husband. But, wow. but you know, I think that that's just like, if you don't know, you don't know. You know, like if you don't, if you, if you hear whatever, I mean, green card fraud marriages happen 100%. Let me tell yeah. you, 100%. It's a very good amount of, the marriages that happen actually. And when you go for your interview to prove that like, this is a real thing, you can kind of like see the vibe, you know, but so I don't want to discount anyone's feelings. I don't think anyone was like, Oh, Taylor. So whatever, but like, you know, it, it, we're still together. I don't know. I don't have to prove Perfect. anything to anybody. You know? to, like, no. <laughs> yeah, it Some is weird. I, I, yeah. 
some people meet, you know, they're married the next day. Like there's no rule book on yeah, yeah. these kind of life things, right? Yeah, I just and and I it, nobody was malicious. That was the thing. It was and it wasn't it was like literally like maybe four people and it was all pretty hilarious when I was like, No, it's like a marriage like a you know with love in there (laughs) well my wife loves me but she is not my assistant you know making the podcast that's some that's some love right there i mean these things are a lot of work yeah that's true well i think we're very we can be very yin and yang so i'm definitely the talker that's for sure and i am for whatever reason i've always had um people just want to talk to me i don't know why it's almost always been that way my life i'll just meet random people and just talk to them for a long time actually happened to me the other day too when i was just like doing nothing and it just happens and i don't know why but you know andre has talked to me about that skill and you know he's very good at finding the way that things should be on a like technical level that's kind of what he does for work he's a problem solver and so I think with editing, it makes sense because he knows the way that he wants things to sound. And I just say, yes, because <laughs> yeah, I don't edit the episodes. So, you know, um, yeah, it's um, that's that is the only like work related thing that we do together, I guess. But this just doesn't feel like work. It feels more like a fun hobby or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> My wife and I did a summer of tree planting together. And uh, one day we were told, oh, rather than, you know, plant trees on your own patch of land, you can actually plant together. So you put a tree, then she puts a tree, then you put a tree. (laughs) It sounds glorious, right? Right. Yeah, by the end of the day, get the fuck off my land. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I get it. I get it. Yeah. I mean... It, it can be hard to work together on, on certain like projects, but I just think that's like, that's just marriage, you know, like some, yeah. sometimes it's that you don't need two people, especially two strong personalities. Like Andre and I both are very, we're very strong in our own like way. So there's certain things where it's like, you just do this by yourself because you don't need too many cooks in the kitchen. And same with yeah. me. I just want to do this on my own with the podcast it's it's a really good balance which is sick because i don't know how that happened but it just worked out wow that's great magical yeah it's so far it's been seriously it's it's very fun so we love it so you're in new zealand you came back to the u.s thought you were gonna leave got married fell, yep. fell in love, got married, <laughs> and you you stuck around so then how did uh where did the idea for weird waves come and how did that all come about into your life yeah so the podcast was super interesting so i was um i'm a hairdresser by trade and i was working at this salon in the out uh, like in a pretty nice part of chicago and my i would either take the train or drive and it was a hefty commute like an hour and a half sometimes two hours it was a big deal and I would listen to podcasts all the time and sometimes if I wanted to get myself like really hyped up in the morning and 
Chicago traffic, I would listen to Gary V, which like if you've ever had any sort of oh, business idea, yeah. he will like jack your shit up. He is like telling you that and and that's, you know, practical wise how like is it like incremental advice no but just to like inspire you and and tell you then it's cool and he was going on about this podcast this guy runs a dragon ball z podcast and he said um this guy has the market cornered in a dragon ball z podcast and he makes whatever 60 grand a year and he has the best life he's stoked he's super happy and I was like, fuck, I could start a podcast. And I was driving and I was thinking about starting a podcast. And then I just started thinking about names and um, yeah, I just thought like waves and something about surfing because what we do on the lake, it's weird. And then weird waves. I actually have stay weird tattooed on the inside of my feet. And I've had that there for seven years now. So I've weird has just kind of been whatever and then I came back and Andre's parents were visiting from Belarus and I was like I'm gonna start a podcast and he was like what (laughs) I'm like I think I'm gonna start a podcast about surfing and he kind of thought about it and he was like yeah that's that's a good idea so I just I started it and um it was really cool I mean it's cool for a lot of ways but it, it inspired me as well to um, quit that job because I realized how much I hated that freaking job in Chicago. Hated it. Um, so I went out on my own and that was great. And so it's kind of just been a catalyst for a lot of really great things so far. We've been doing it for just over a year now, 50, whatever, 54 episodes, I think. Really? Just a year. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Looking so, at the amount of episodes you have, it just gives this illusion of like, you know, very well established, been around a long time. No. Yeah, I guess you do one a week. Yeah, it adds yeah. up quick. Yeah. And it's a lot of work. And so we've we've taken two weeks off. So we took one week off when I was in North Carolina. That was maybe like two months ago. And then we took a week off this week um to get caught up on all of our youtube channel so i've been it's not new but we're still active and posting so i'm posting old episodes bringing them to video format and we'll see i might do that into next week too because it's been super popular people have really loved it and it kind of brings attention from old guests back to the the platform and sharing and stuff so that's pretty cool um but yeah, it's it's only been a year and it's just crazy also how much has changed in that year. It's just wild. Um, so tell us about that. What is What has happened well, as a result from this podcast? Well, it's it. we did so much traveling for the podcast. That was awesome. Um, okay. Not for the podcast, but like because of the podcast. We were visiting people, meeting up with different guests, and um, had the opportunities to travel to Jamaica to visit some people and just a bunch of different places. And so obviously with COVID, that changes things dramatically. We were planning on going to 
um, Toronto for a little, like a week before we moved to Florida so that we could see Larry and all the guys that surf the grates and have some waves and stuff. Um, and so that, that's, I think for everybody, it's the same change in terms of like what has happened is that's changed the podcast. That format is definitely COVID. Um, Sorry, our borders sealed up pretty tight right now. Yeah. Well, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like that right at the beginning. So we could have still gone, but like, you know, just, you can see the writing on the wall. It's, I understand people have to protect their own. I totally get it. Um, it's just so strange right now. So, um, but yeah, I think it's just been really cool to connect with all these different people, especially during the time where you're isolated. Um, to talk to people that are kind of going through the same thing. And in the beginning I was like, do I even want to talk about this? Like, do we even want to bring it up for anybody? But we, we're all kind of like, I don't know, collectively like going through the stages of grief. I feel like just trying to figure out what to do. And so having that talking about it, you know, if you kind of go back to, um, I don't know, episode maybe 30 or 40, that was when it just kind of started, you know, it just, just started and, um, you you can, it's relatable. So it's kind of like a time stamped episode, which was interesting, but yeah, so, um, but it's been the best thing. It's just, it's really great. I love doing it. It's just, I can't believe what it's turned into, which is crazy and awesome and that people want to hear about it, but I get it. So how did the, um, what did the audience look like? Like how did that progression look like? Was it a couple of your friends listening to the first episode and then the second one you had 10 more people or what did that look like? Well, I think the, I don't really know. I think the first one, because it was Ryan Gerard mm. and he has a bunch of, you know, big time following um, that we, we got like maybe 50 or 60 listens on our first episode. And that was really cool. Yeah. So then um, it, it just kept kind of growing. But what was really wild is that I believe it's only like 50% of our audience is from America. So I think that that's super cool. And I love looking at the map of where our listeners are from. So it's like 50% America, 30% Canada. And then, so that's, I mean, that's still 80%, right? Is the Northern hemisphere. But then 20% like, and we'll get these random like countries. I didn't even like uh, Gray Robinson. He's originally from Bermuda. So Bermuda is like on fire one week because they were all listening and they were going to back episodes. And then that was a huge percentage. We got Australia. New Zealand. We had the guy um, from Uruguay when I was there. So we had a bunch of like South, we have a big, um, I think maybe 6% is from Brazil because they have like a river surfing population. So that's my favorite thing is to see like, where are these people that are listening? It's so crazy. Yeah. And it must be fulfilling to know that you're creating an appeal beyond just the Great Lakes and Michigan City, Indiana? Well, yes, I think it just shows that it's like, 
it's a one common thread that everybody has and it might not even be surfing it can be you know kiteboarding skimboarding or whatever i've been trying to get this guy who builds these surf kayaks by hand from australia on the podcast and i just think that's a whole nother like vibe i didn't even know was a thing at all um so i i think having this common feeling is just so it's just for everybody and i think that's that's exciting you know i i don't know i think it's great what you're doing um when i came up with the idea that i wanted to do a surfing podcast that would be very heavily um great lake centric as well you know i basically wanted to see is anyone else doing this as well and yeah and then there you came up so yeah and i was quite happy to listen and just really be reminded of the stoke on the great lakes so i think it's fantastic but now you're living in florida yeah and you know the way you know surfing in florida it is a little bit weird but it's a little more normalized so what's what's happening for weird waves now that you're in florida well it's the same i mean i think it's always been um you know it's not really about me that's how i feel about it you know i think i'm just the person that asks the questions sometimes i um we'll do something like this because people, you know, want to know what, what my deal is or want to know about Andre. So we have an episode where I interviewed Andre. Um, so, you know, pe- people want to know about that, but I think, you know, there's weird waves wherever you're at. So I ask every, every person I interview, like, what's the weirdest wave you've ever surfed? And even if, even everybody like ocean surfers, river surface everybody has a specific wave even like you might say river surfing is weird but river surfers in their mind have a specific river wave that is weirder than the concept of river surfing Mm. so and it's also doesn't have to be what is the weirdest wave because of the wave it can be the vibe or the people or the situation or whatever it's just weird means whatever you want it to mean so i I mean, I don't think that, you know, living in Florida makes it any less weird. Florida is pretty, can be pretty weird, actually. Yeah. And where where we live, Lake Worth is um, not a surfing, like, spot. Everybody's kind of in, like, more north and Jupiter or Cocoa Beach is popular. New Smyrna Beach, all like, way more north just because, yeah. like, the, we're kind of at the, bottom and it kind of goes inland a little bit so like the peninsula of florida kind of kicks over towards the gulf of mexico kind of and so the waves are definitely smaller um but i don't know just wanted the warm weather yeah well i yeah yeah i i mean i really like it i like living in a spot that's not like a like we don't have a surf shop in my area it's probably like a half Uh, hour away (laughs) <laughs> I mean, maybe someone will build one. I don't think it's going to be me. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I just like doing, I like just talking to people, you know, maybe like, I'm, I'm not sure if a, if a surf shop's in my future. I don't know about yeah. that, but I think, um, 
Yeah, I keep the show. Do you plan to keep the show fairly Great Lakes heavy, though, even with the move? Um, well, it, it's not really Great Lakes heavy, to be honest with you. I would say out of like 60 episodes that maybe 15 are Great Lakes. I don't even really know. Um, okay. But I'll just I mean, I don't have any sort of like the plan is there's no plan. There's nice. no, it's really just, if you want to talk to me about surfing and you seem like a cool person and you, you know, you have a interesting story, which is literally everybody because humans are interesting, then we'll have you on the podcast, you know, um, it's never really, it's, I've never like Googled really somebody and just said, I want to get this person on the podcast. It's always mm -hmm. been like somebody either following us or we find them somehow and or they somebody that we had on the podcast was like oh you need to listen to you need to talk to this person just say okay so that's how how we've done it you know so i don't know i just like to have a good that's mix. very uh, very communal yeah yeah well it's just for anybody who wants to hear about people i mean it's it's people that surf it's yeah people that are in the water. So it's, what are the kinds of people that are doing this sport? And turns out it's all different types of people. <laughs> and they're all weird people. They're all weird. Everybody's weird. weird. people riding weird waves. We're all weird. We all have a really cool story to tell. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. So, hey, we're, we're coming up to the end of the show. Cool. But, you know, I know somebody who, you know, always likes to ask these three <laughs> questions before a show ends. So yeah. my question number one is, what is the biggest oh shit moment you've ever had surfing? Okay, I love this. Okay, this is fun. So my biggest oh shit moment, I definitely have two. So the first one was um, at Natanui Beach, which is like the, it's the main beach in Raglan. And um, I was, so there's a lot of rips at this beach and everyone was surfing. Like, you know, you take the rip out to get out the back and everyone was surfing on the right side of the rip. And I was like, it's breaking perfectly good on the left side of the rip and there's nobody there. So I'm going to go and take the rip to the left instead. And um I was with my friend who like, you know, when you take someone surfing for the first time and they just assume that you're amazing at surfing, right? mm -hmm. they just assume that you're just like, we're going to go surfing together and I'm going with Taylor and she's good in Raglan. No, no, I'm not good because there's no way. Right. So, um, and also I think I had only been surfing for like two years or a year and a half then. So definitely amateur hour. So I take this wave to the left instantly go caught in a rip and out far like wow. far very far and the waves are not breaking so I can't get out of the rip so I start paddling like on a diagonal right like you're supposed to do don't panic and I'm on this little I call it my chicken nugget board it's a 510 it's like not beefy it's just like this little biscuit and so I'm out there and it's like time is just I know I'm out there for a long time right so I'm far 
out in the ocean. Like there is no one around me and I can barely even see like the back end of the wave that's crashing over the guys that were surfing on the right hand. And so I'm, I'm at the point where I'm out of the rip and I'm just bobbing in these raw, choppy, unbroken waves way out the back. And I'm just, then I get to the point where I'm like, don't think about sharks, right? So I'm like, because if you start thinking about sharks, then the sharks come. So I start not thinking about sharks. So then I kind of take a break. And then I start not think about, I'm not just, thinking about, I'm not sharks. thinking about sharks. I just kept t- saying that in my head. I'm like, just paddle and don't think about sharks. And so but you're actually, I was about thinking sharks. about sharks. Of course yeah. I was thinking about sharks. Also it was like gray and it was a day that if any day was going to be sharky, it was like this day, it was sharky. Yeah. So, um, I didn't see a shark. But what happened is that I started paddling in and I really like started to get tired and I was, it was like, I wasn't getting close. And all of a sudden, like, I feel like this happens every so often, a huge ginormous wave comes and I'm right under, I'm right under it. And I'm like, um, I'm going to catch this wave on my stomach. Right. So I wrote it in on my stomach And I still had to fight all my way back in and caught in the rip. Well, turns out I get on land. I like basically collapse. I'm hyperventilating. The like lifeguard comes over and they were like, yeah, boys, we got to call off the helicopter. So they were sending the helicopter to come and rescue me because my friend told them that I was fine kept telling them that I was fine right so they were like does she need help while I'm like putting my hand up they're like does she need help no that's Taylor she's so good at surfing she's fine right (laughs) right so that was one um big oh shit moment and then the other one was at Manu Bay which is like the tourist it's like the famous spot in Raglan it's definitely the touristy place And um, I was a charger when I lived in Raglan um, because I just didn't really know any fear. And all my friends were so good that I would just go out with them. And I hadn't gotten myself into trouble at that point. So I get out there. It's big. It was big. It was like triple overhead, maybe like way too big for me. It was like not even there was no reason for me to be out there. And the set waves were triple overhead let's be realistic. The set waves were triple overhead. The like, you know, intermediate waves were maybe like double, but it was big for me. And I was fine. I I could get out there and um, I was duck diving fine. And I was out there with a bunch of Japanese guys. um, And all of a sudden this guy looks at me and he kind of looks at the wave and it's like doing this funky thing that's coming at us. And it just all of a sudden like shoots super wide. So it's definitely a wipeout set. And he just looks at me with this fear, right? Japanese guy. And I'm like, yeah, I feel your fear, dude. And so we both totally wipe out me and him. And there was two other dudes and we come up and he starts saying something to to me. And I don't know because I don't speak Japanese. And then we're going under and I probably took like 10 
solid like waves on the head like one and again and again and on the tenth one um i could like i was upside down and i could feel like the rocks on the bottom with my hands and i mentally was like okay I'm going towards the light, like I'm done. I mentally was like, I just remember that moment being like, it's been a good time. Wow. It has been great. And I I really remember that. And then all of a sudden my back that was a holy shit moment. Yeah, it was a holy shit moment. I was mentally fully like like I just remember having that calm conversation with myself, like, you know, where it's gonna be like it was a good time and everybody will know that you were doing what you loved and whatever, like this whole <laughs> thing seriously, like went through my head. I was like 20, 20, I think 20 years old. And all of a sudden I feel this pull on the back of my like uh, rash guard. And I just feel this pull and all of a sudden I go, <gasps> and it's my friend on a jet ski. And he pulls me out and he's like, you fucking asshole. I can't believe you would go out on a day like this. Who do you think you are? I got to save you and all these other Japanese dudes who don't know how to speak any English. I don't know what they're saying. Everyone's freaking out. Like, he's like, how could this happen? So he was in the bigger spot doing toe ends. Okay. And just ended up, that was where he was bringing in and launching his jet ski. And it just happened to be that he saw my, because I always wore bright colors. I always wore bright colored neon uh, obnoxious looking stuff because my my mom wanted me to do that. So she said, if anything happens to you, they can find you because you'll be wearing this really obnoxiously colored thing. So, my wife makes me wear a white rash guard over my wetsuit when yeah. I go out and she's with me to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how they that's how he knew that it was me. And yeah, that was uh that was so you had your life saved. You were Yeah, a hundred percent. I I I felt and and I guess I don't know like how would I know what would happen next. I guess I don't know that. But I just remember, I think after the second hold down being like, okay, just remembering what people have told me about hold downs, right? So you like calm yourself down and you, you know, you try to like relax your body so that you're not, um, most people when they like drown from a hold down, it's because they panic and that exhausts your body. And then you like suck water in and you like kind of like drown yourself that way. So I remember that. You know, my friends that were probably doing the toe-ins that day were telling me, you just got to relax and stay calm and, you know, you'll, you'll, you can hold your breath for longer than you think you can. So who knows if I was just like trying to also calm myself down, like instead of being like, oh my God, like I'm going to die and just freaking out. Instead, I was like, you know, fine. It's like, you know. Wow. I don't know. I, I actually don't know, but I just know that it was super wild. So yeah, that's amazing. Well, it's good that you at least <laughs> knew some of those things and you were extended your life a little bit longer than maybe it could have. And then you got yeah. the rest. Perfect. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that was my, that was definitely an oh shit moment. That's your holy shit moment. So <laughs> then the next question she likes to ask is, what is the weirdest wave you've ever ridden? Yeah, I should know the answer to my own question, but it is actually a hard one to... I never uh, said they were your questions. Yeah, oh, oh, from someone's <laughs> questions. Uh, um, actually, let me think about this for a second, because I've definitely written some strange ones. Okay. Um, gosh, I don't know. We can skip to the next question if you want. Let me just think. Let me just think for a sec. I feel like I'll I'll come up with something. Um. Okay, I'll say it was less the wave than it was like the experience. I'll say. So, oh, actually, you know what? No, I know exactly what it is. So after we got married, Andre and I, there was going to be waves, and they were garbage bag waves and it was snowing it was crazy insane and that was that was the weirdest thing because I had just gotten married it just happened that there were waves on the day that we got married it just happened that we had time to go home and change and surf before we left for our honeymoon so I think weird in terms of like all of the situations lining up and so we like ask the people who took pictures of our wedding to like take some pictures of us surfing. <laughs> so, so we have these really funny, there's only maybe two of us half riding like a really not, I mean, barely even anything that's a wave because it was so just like blasting wind and like from every direction and snow and just wild. But the oh. fact that we could actually like each one of us did go out for maybe like 20 minutes and actually did catch waves. I think that was pretty weird. So nice. Solidifying your marriage in the surf. <laughs> That's right. That's how you do it. And the last question she asks is what, what's next for you? I, I think. I'm not sure. Yeah. What does it yeah. normally say? Yeah. What's next? I, for you okay yeah I usually say what's next for you so um what's next for me is so we, we just moved to Florida and we bought a house and it's our first house so we'll be working on this and then um you know I have I just opened a business a salon and I'm building that. So I'm definitely spending a lot of time working on getting clients and building that up and um, kind of working on, I have been working on this YouTube channel, not for the podcast, but my own doing like surf related hair videos. So how to take oh. care of your, your hair in the surf and all of this type of stuff. Um, and then hopefully travel I hope that um that things open up a bit more um Andre and I can go travel we really want to go and visit take advantage of the opportunity to visit the people that we've had on the show um and just kind of see what happens and then yeah just keeping on with the podcast and um surfing here and that's what's next for me. 
<laughs> right on. Yeah. Well, if you come up to Canada up this way, let me know too, for sure. We got some good waves here on Lake Huron. And yeah. I'm not too far from Antonio and, and Larry. They're about a two hour drive for me. Oh yeah. Yeah. We definitely want to go explore Canada more. So once that's actually an opportunity, yeah. I definitely want to take advantage of that. It must be hard for your husband too. I assume his family is in the Ukraine and they actually were able to come over. They were just here, no. literally. Yeah, they were just here two weeks ago or last week. Yeah, so I don't know. I think for us mainly it's more about, um, so they're, I mean, they have Belarusian passports, so they're okay. fine. Where I think Andre also would be fine traveling, but me with my American passport, it's like, no, big X, <laughs> yeah. right? So, yeah, but, so I think it's less about um, actually being allowed to open up and more about kind of like seeing how things progress um, with like on an economic level, you know, just making sure we kind of have our house in order, the house that we just bought before we kind of take off to travel too much, you know? Gotcha. All right. So my final questions that I like to ask on purpose. Oh, yeah. So when you're not doing hair and you're not surfing, what else are you stoked about? Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, I really like, um, I'm interested in business. So I'm interested in businesses. I'm stoked on that. So I have another little like side business that I'm kind of learning and working on. So I definitely enjoy trying all sorts of new things. I'm also stoked about learning Russian, trying to learn Russian. Obviously I married into that. I like to be able to communicate with everybody. So that's, I, that's something that I'm definitely working on. It needs a lot of work. Sometimes it's not that stoked being stoked about it because it's very difficult, but, um, yeah, I like doing that. And, um, I'm also really stoked on dancing. I'm ready for like there to be, you know, concerts and stuff again. Um, so that I can just, you know, get loose and shake my tail feather, whatever. And, um, Yeah. yeah. So, so that, that's what I would say. That was one of the most disappointing parts of COVID for me. I had tickets to a Journey concert. I was oh, jeez. So, so, yeah. And that got canceled. They couldn't come to Canada, obviously. So. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it'll be nice to do some of those normal things again. Even, like, I really miss going to the movies. And I'm a huge, like, superhero, okay. like, blockbuster movies nerd. And so not being able to like go see the Wonder Woman and the new Ghostbusters that was supposed to come out, it's kind of a Mm -hmm. bummer. Like those are the real, some of those summer things I look forward to for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, another question I like to ask people is because it helps me too, is are you reading anything or watching anything really good that you're stoked about right now? (laughs) Especially during these COVID times. Well, 
Um, I started reading um, 1984. I don't know if I would recommend reading that right now if you want to be oh, yeah. uh, stoked, because yikes, that's pretty crazy. It's a little too realistic. Yeah, it's it's super that. real. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty. That's pretty. I've been reading that. Um, and then my, Andre and I love Scrubs, that TV show, because okay. it's, it's so brilliant. And I think we've watched it together a couple of times. But um, when you need to cheer up, definitely just some Scrubs is awesome. And um, Wow, yeah. that's a bit of a callback. Zach Braff, jeez. Yeah, it's so good. That show is just it's actually super brilliant. Like all the yeah. jokes are really high level and very smart. And um, yeah, so that's what I'm, I can't think of anything else recently that I've watched or was reading, but yeah, that's. There's a show on Netflix. I'm just thinking of you because of the surfing connection. Yeah. Um, that me and my wife recently watched there's four seasons on Netflix of a show called Animal Kingdom. Okay. Yeah. I've seen this show like on the, you know, when you're, you're going through the, the previews, I've seen it so many times. I've skipped over it. I never thought anything of it, even though the advertising picture of it is like this big wave and it's turning mm-hmm. into flames. This show is incredible. It's not about animals. It's a, like a family crime drama. Oh, what? Yeah. Set in California. And, you know, it's a mom and her three or four sons. And she basically, like, comes up with these jobs for them to do. So the show is super suspenseful because they're doing these, like, intricate jobs. Like, in the one episode, they, like, this, like, mega church has a, like a big fundraiser. And so they break into the church vault and it's very elaborate, but the whole background of the show, it's set in, I think it's called ocean view, California. And the guys like the brothers are really into surfing. And there's, you know, the one was trying to be a pro surfer at one time. It's just really good. I can't recommend that show anymore. Like for anyone out there struggling, you You've watched everything. You're at the bottom yeah. of the barrel now during yeah. COVID. Check out Animal Kingdom. It is top notch. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to check that out because I like suspenseful ones. So. Yeah. Well, Taylor, it has been so awesome talking to you. And I congratulate you on your achievements and the podcast and your recent move and you know, this business you're building, I think you've got, you know, the right attitude and I'm excited to see what happens next for you. Thanks. Thanks so much for uh, doing this collaboration. It's super fun to just see how other people do things. And, you know, like I said, it's always good to talk about yourself. It's always fun. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> no, I'm really great that our podcast, you know, they, they already had a common thread and I'm really glad to see them like yeah, on the same level and collaborating. And, you know, I want my listeners to know about your show and I want your listeners to hear yeah. about my show. So, yeah. Oh, I it's great. We'll, Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Mahalo to you, Taylor, and stay stoked. I will. Thank you. Bye.
Hey, freshies. I hope that was weird enough for you. That's all for this weird episode of Permastoked. I hope you enjoyed listening or watching. Again, I want to say mahalo to Taylor Morozova of the Weird Waves podcast for teaming up with me to cross-promote each other's podcasts. If you head over to the Weird Waves podcast right now, it continues to get even weirder as Taylor interviews me. Or you can tune in next week for a rebroadcast of it right here on Permastoked. Be sure to subscribe to the Weird Waves podcast on Apple Podcasts or YouTube. Connect with Taylor online at www.wavebabehair.com. And you can find her on Facebook and Instagram at Weird Waves Podcast. Or you can even find Wave Babe Hair Studios on Facebook and Instagram at Wave Babe Hair. This goes without saying, but stay weird, freshies. like to give a big mahalo to Mark Malibu and the Wasagas for providing our intro music Hey Chihuahua off their 2009 album Crash Monster Beach and our outro music End of Summer off their 2017 album Return of the Wasagas. For more information visit www.wasagas.com and check them out on Spotify and iTunes. And of course mahalo to all you listeners out there. We are so grateful that you chose to join us for this episode. And we look forward to providing you with even more awesome content in the future. More episodes are definitely on their way. But in the meantime, make sure to go back and listen to our previous episodes. And don't miss an episode ever again. Subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can even listen on Spotify or the Alexa app. And you can even watch the show on our YouTube channel. Please let us know how we're doing. Leave us a rating and review. And don't forget to share with your family and friends over social media or by spreading the word in the lineup. To learn more about Freshwater Surf Goods and to check out our products and services, visit freshwatersurfgoods.com. Sign up for our newsletter so you can stay up to date on new products, new episodes of Permastoke, events, our SUP and yoga schedule, and other exciting news. Don't forget to follow us on social media as well. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Freshwater Surf Goods. But if you're a part of the surf or sup community, or a surfaholic wanting to connect with your tribe and stay informed as to what's happening all across the Great Lakes and Canadian surf scene, then join our Facebook group, the All Canadian Surf and Sup Club. At Freshwater Surf Goods, we are currently in need of artists and graphic designers to help us with new product designs. We need photographers to provide Great Lakes in both East Coast and West Coast surf photography. We need musicians for music on the podcast. Hey, we want to make this a real community effort and have you all be a part of it. Or if you have an idea for collaboration, would like to recommend a future guest, would like to invite me to an event or book me to teach supper yoga, or if you'd like to carry our products in your store, or you're interested in being a sponsor of the show, and for anything else, hit me up on social media or email me at Derek at freshwatersurfgoods.com. That's Derek spelled the Viking way. No double R's or C's, just D-E-R-I-K at freshwatersurfgoods.com. I look forward to next time and getting to know you all better. In the meantime, I'm your host, Derek Hyatt. Mahalo, freshies. Keep surfing and stay stoked. <laughs>